Sheila Zielinski Show, the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Sheila Zielinski Show. Folks, today, you better buckle up, because today's show is going to be amazing. And by the way, today's show is sponsored by Cabinet Refresh. They're out there in Los Angeles, California. Listen, even the celebrities go to this guy. Scott Beers, my good friend, is going to amaze you. Tell Scott that Sheila said to send him your way, and you'll get a family discount. 10% discount, folks. That's in Los Angeles for you out in the West Coast. It is Cabinet Refresh. Reach out to Scott Veers. Phone number is 310-755-1755. That's 310-755-1755. And by the way, I do want to apologize for this particular travel headset microphone combo. It is not my Neumann mic and it is a travel headset over the holidays. So I do apologize. The sound is not going to be great. But what it lacks for in my sound, and it's going to make up in an interview, you guys are in for a really special treat. I've been getting a lot of people requesting him back on the show. They want to know his take. I mean, he really doesn't even need any introduction. And new listeners might not know, this is Steve Quayle, and a big shout out to all our listeners over there at Triumph Radio, Sirius XM 111. And we want to say hello to our new audience. We just aired over there last week. A big shout out to all those at SiriusXM Triumph Channel 111. Those of you that are listening in today, reach out to us. And of course, reach out to my guest because we're very curious to know what you think. So make sure that we get some feedback. You're going to be in for a treat if you've never heard him before. It is the one and only renowned researcher, author. And I could do a one-hour bio on this guest alone. It is the one and only Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. His information is up on your screen. Millions all over the globe that are such fans of yours are chomping at the bit to hear what Steve Quayle thinks about what is going on. We're going to get into it. Steve, first of all, just let me say it's a privilege and an honor to have you back on the show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Shia. And this is the most important time period in all alternative radio and broadcasting, podcasting history. That's not melodrama. That's reality. Yeah. Because contrary to what most people think, Sheila, just because bombs aren't going off yet in the major cities of the U.S., just because all of the terrorists that have come across the border haven't been assigned their specific targets, we are going to undergo the greatest judgment in the world upon the United States of America. And ladies and gentlemen, get set, because the war in the Middle East isn't going to stay there. It's not going to be a spectator sport for watching the news and going, oh, I'm so glad it's over there. Iran has initiated their countdown orders for their terrorist cells in the United States to begin to move on this weekend. I've been in talk radio, as you know, Sheila, for, I don't know, 35 years or whatever. Before that, a newsletter writer, editor, and one of the founders of the prep movement. Current intel is always real to me, and I'm not talking about wannabe prophetesses on the uh, YouTube or prophets that will never be, yet they seem to be. The bottom line is, <laughs> is that God's people have got to come to an understanding, first of all, of his character. Second of all, 
They must understand that they're seeing the situation in the United States and worldwide because we are in an end time period context and there's no more escaping empty store shelves. There's no more escaping our cities, our sewers, open sewers and sewage dumps. There's no longer escaping the treason, the treachery and the abandonment of equal justice under the law. I'm talking now in the States. Canada's another situation where, and I'm not talking about Canadian people, but the government is now offering to euthanize babies and pay for it. In essence, we're watching the genocidal maniacs proceeding at record speed to destroy human reproduction. And again, Sheila, what we've got to talk about today is this. We are at World War III. People have got to expect that this is going to turn in, both in Canada and the United States, to the biggest flooring of manure that's hitting the fan, only it's not hitting the fan in one place, it's going to cover the land. So the point is, is that we're now experiencing real enemies with real motive. And one of the things that I don't think people understand is when Barack abomination of desolation, so that's a mouthful, said America's the greatest nation in the world, we intend to change all that. Well, that's what you're watching, ladies and gentlemen, and the change you're not going to like. You know, Sheila, the Bible's very clear that Deuteronomy 28, I think it's verse 43, I could be off a verse, but the point is, is that it says strangers from without will basically overtake you from within. They will be brought very high and you will be brought down very low. So we're talking about the biblical revelation of the end times. I want to make something clear. The American church has abandoned the living God. The American church has pretty much denied Jesus. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. The the whole purpose of Scripture is to give us God's plan and inform us all the way of the battle plans of the enemy to make war on God's creation up until the point of the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I want to remind everybody that Jesus is the resurrection. It's not just a process. Oh, when I die, I hope I'll be resurrected. With that attitude, I doubt it. But the point is, is that, look, I'm a student of history for your listeners that may not know who I am. Author to co-author close to a dozen books, maybe more than that. Seven DVD productions. Some of the biggest Christian, quote, conferences has ever been done. So God has accelerated every bit of information, I believe, he can to get into people's hearts and minds that are open what to expect. The living God, the God of the Bible, who's the only one that can declare the end at the beginning. I'm sad, Sheila, that so many wimps exist in contemporary, when I call them, and I think you know this, one of my words that really says it all is the world of evangelifish or evangelifishianity. I'm a scuba diver. That's, by the way, the reason why I have to wear two hearing aids is I blew my eardrums out when I was young and crazy. The youth is gone, but I hope that I haven't lost my edge. But the point is, is that we're now at a time period where the evangelical world is turned into a bunch of evangelifish. Anybody that's a diver, anybody that's been around the ocean knows that all jellyfish, uh, however many species and variations there are, they go with the flow of the current, but they can sting. And anybody who's ever been stung, and God willing, not many with the Portuguese man of war or even some of the West Coast jellyfish, the sting is in the tongue of the evangelifish. That's the evangelicals who will not take a stand for Jesus Christ, who will not speak out for the butchered babies who have just wanted go along to get along and think that somehow 
when the they die, they go to the sweet by and by. It doesn't happen. You know, Sheila, one of the things I think is critical, Jesus made the statement that if we don't confess him before men, meaning the Lord Jesus Christ, he won't confess us before our Father, which is in heaven. There is no such thing as a silent servant in the kingdom of God in the context of which I'm speaking. Now, there are intercessors, obviously, and that, but that's not what I'm talking about. It, it, you know, uh, there's a fantasy in Evangelifish land, okay? And that's why taking the next derivation <laughs> world, uh, word, I call it Evangelifishianity. And what happens when something's a fish on the beach or even a uh, jellyfish or any form of sea life? If anybody understands the rotten smell of dead <laughs> sea life, it's really, it's, it's beyond nauseating sometimes. Yeah, it's it's hideous. So evangelifishianity, I got to get my own word right, is going with the flow, never wanting to offend the world, wanting to welcome every aberration of which Romans chapter one, God speaks out against. Forget all history, Sodom and Gomorrah, and everybody forgets Tyre and Sidon. Those were two, you know, uh, coastal cities in the Middle East that were destroyed for the same thing that Sodom was. When we, as the claimants to Christianity, wouldn't speak up for the life of the unborn, when we won't defend the children that are are missing all over, and by the way, my sources, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, when God called me into the ministry 52 years ago, he told me if I would be faithful to warn his people, he would bring the people that know what's going on so I can warn the people. But he didn't tell me I was responsible for them. And that's what I'm trying to share today. Our time period of having any choices left are diminishing and may be measured in weeks. I don't pull any punches. Time is so critical. And ladies and gentlemen, yes, yes. I, want to, I want to go on record. I know more about about Iran, and how could I know more about Iran? Because the people that won't lie over the years have told me what's going on in Iran, and you'll find this interesting, interesting, Sheila. When I posted stories back around, two, uh, oh, good night, 2001, 2002, there were Associated Press stories about Iran exploding nuclear weapons, even showing the seismograms, in other words, the seismometers. When a nuclear weapon goes off, it has a total different signature or print than a uh, earthquake, okay? And that was a big story. Well, if you're talking talking 22 years down the line, this false narrative that Iran's going to have nuclear weapons, you know, they may have one or two weapons, try 200. And here's what I want people to understand. They can argue whether the United States is Mystery Babylon or not. I believe it is. I believe that we have become, in the United States of America, the a sole arbiter of every evil thing. And I believe every demon on the planet has come or is on its way into the United States because we're told in the book of Revelation that the United States, Mystery Babylon, has become a habitation of devils and every unclean spirit and every unclean yes. bird. And, you know, you can, and for people that want to go and honestly look into that statement, go look at a book by Richard Coombs, C-L-O-M-B-E-S. He's gone to be the Lord, but it's called America the Babylon. And he lays out 200, 200 reasons why that's the case from scripture. That's an amazing yeah. book, yeah. That is an amazing book. So what what I'm trying to get people to understand is in one hour, this war that is going to come upon the earth could be over and decided. The standard nuclear response team, and this is, you know, take it to the Lord in prayer. It's what I've said since I started talk. I started on talk radio. 
uh, shortwave decades ago. Take it to the Lord in prayer. But here's what I want people to understand. You've got to get rid of the secular media hell headlines, okay? It is a controlled narrative. The controlled MSM is nothing more than the progenitor of uh, assisted genocide, okay? Vomit brokers, let's use that. That's perfect. Yeah, vomit brokers. In essence, ladies and gentlemen, they don't speak, they spew. I don't know if anybody's ever, you know, in in my wild days, when certain people would get drunk, not me, I got drunk, but I didn't spew. I remember seeing a guy, (laughs) sorry, it's got to be blunt, uh, (laughs) spew and vomit. I thought, good night, what's that guy hooked up to? 400 pound PSI fire hose? And, you know, if, if you see that kind of vomit coming out, all I can say is you want to be behind the guy far enough out so you'll get in this vomit flume, okay, or plume. The thing is, is that this is what the mainstream press is doing. The controlled narrative is as deadly. And it's interesting because the scripture asks us right out, whose report are we going to believe? And the and the problem that I have is people say, oh, I know Jesus. They say it so casually. My new response is, but does Jesus know you? And also, wow. I, you know, I've learned the hard way about having sucky discernment. In other words, not great discernment. Have whoever claims to be a brother or sister in the Lord pray with you. See how tender this is. A, when I was asking the Lord to forgive me, I'm going, God, how can I have been that dumb? Too many reasons to list. But this is the blueprint God gave me. Ask them, Steve, to pray with you. If they won't, ask them if they're familiar with Romans 10, 9 and 10, 10 which says, with our heart, we believe unto righteousness, but with our mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So that goes right along with, uh, you know, scripture, let the man, King David, whom the Lord has redeemed, declare so. And Sheila, we've allowed the narrative of the evil ones, of the Luciferians, of the Satanists, uh, and all these are separate groups. And I want to explain something, because there's some people out there that I once was associated with saying, Lucifer is a different person than Satan. Well, really? Well, Ezekiel 28 says Lucifer fell, and then Isaiah 14, Jesus quotes, I saw Lucifer fall from heaven. So when he was in heaven, he, he was Lucifer, the light bringer. When he fell, he became Satan, the adversary. And so now we've got, in lesson, we've got the most evil global world war. And I've spent my broadcasting life, and even in the prep movement, in areas of civil defense, advanced weaponry, throw weights, megatons, megatons of nuclear weapons, explosive velocity. And now we're dealing with a situation where it's on record that Benjamin Netanyahu is talking about using nuclear weapons against, obviously, Lebanon, obviously against Gaza. He's even told Tehran and Syria they're in the sights with what are called strategic ballistic missiles. Today, for the first time, Yemen has entered the war and declared war against Israel, okay? Open war. What's the last letter in the alphabet have to do with, second to last, have to do with anything? They have some very sophisticated weapons. There are images on YouTube of three of them and cruise missiles. A cruise missile is different than a bottle rocket. And I say that in the technological advances. But they declared war on Israel today. And so now we've got the United States with boots on the ground in Syria, which they shouldn't be there in the first place. Syria is a sovereign nation, with the 
continuing haranguing that they're going to hit it, they're going to hit Iran, they're going to hit Iran, they're going to hit Iran. Now, here's where knowing Bible prophecy is critical, Sheila. Everybody that understands real history understands Babylon fell to the Medo-Persian Empire. And the Medo-Persian Empire would be Russia, the Medes, the Scythians, and the uh, Sumerians to the north. And also, it would it was the... Uh, Persian or the Iranian Empire that was the strongest evil presence in the earth, so much so that it took two archangels to fight the prince of Persia in order to bring the prayer to God's servant Daniel the prophet as to how long it would be before God would fulfill his word and bring his people back into the land. Now think about that, Sheila. 21 days, wow. two of the most powerful angels in the in God's creation to fight an evil prince. And that's why when I hear stories about, ah, Ron's just sable rattling, going back to the fact, historic fact, that the most evil principality and powers in the world were resident in Persia, Iran. They were so evil that it took two of God's archangels, Michael and Gabriel, to basically defeat the principality that was trying to keep the answer to Daniel's prayer from coming to pass. And remember what the first angel said, that Daniel, from the time you set your heart, your prayer was heard instantly, but the prince of Persia withstood us. And now you've got the Russian slash Persian joint military treaties and agreements. What I'm saying, if we are, and I believe we are, Mystery Babylon, that's not a stretch. And we're going to be brought down by Russia, and we're going to be bought, brought down by Iran. And Sheila, the Iranian nuclear weapons are in the hundreds not one or two that may be built in the future. This is why lying devils from hell, LDFHs, okay, they should not be believed. What have they ever said that you can trust? Oh, trust us? Get the vaccination, go out in the football field and die. Well, the that works out well, though, doesn't it? Because Trudeau wants to kill you anyway with euthanization. If you want to drink or you want to take drugs, he'll just off you now. We're going to get into that. I mean, Steve... You used the word bullshit, a sheet for a bull. I mean, isn't that really what this defecation is? It's that it is stunning though what you just said. When you really think of the step back and take a macro view, what you just said is a bombshell on its own. And it is a bombshell, and I take no credit for it. Uh, my attitude is this. A man has nothing except he receive it from above. And if, as the Lord commissioned me, and I'm, this is a long time ago, Sheila, you know, obviously I don't look a day over 300, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, years ago, he told me, Steve, if you will be faithful to warn my people, I'll bring the people that know what's going on to tell you. I've never had to seek out anyone. They have sought me out. That's, a That's important for people to know because a lot of people over the years we've been under the gun and you know we've been under fire for things like oh fear porn and oh I just want to hang myself after I listen years ago remember a decade ago I I had you and the amazing Tom Horn on and I'll never by the way we dedicate today's show to our good friend Tom Horn we lost a juggernaut of the faith and we just want to prayers out to the Horn family as they're going through this tremendous loss of the amazing incredible Tom Horn who by the way I was so ironic 
because Tom Horn coined a phrase when Langford, you and Tom, and I'll link that show below because it's the best show. I think it was viewers top choice for three years. It was back in 2013 and you made a statement and so did David Langford and Tom Horn. I'll never forget this. And you had said the pukes in the pulpit and Tom said, Sheila, I'm telling you something I've never said to anybody else. He said, if my parents were to morph back in society and walk in a church today, they would run out screaming because of the demon fill. And and Tom really wasn't known to make statements like that, Steve. And David Langford said in the last days, people would go, and I had never heard this. He said, ravening mad. And Steve, as I look around, you mentioned Justin Castro. Oh, did I say that on air? I meant Justin Trudeau. You look at the picture I texted you, I think, or emailed you. It says the Canadian government is disallowing this. I tried to post six of your articles in the last month. Here's another bombshell, Steve. I tried to post six of your articles. One was the burning platform. One was Hal Turner. And guess what? And I'll, I'll resend this to you. It says the Canadian government does not allow this because Mark, I hate everyone, Zuckerberg. We need war pastors out in the, like I think of it almost like Normandy, the beach is storming. And yet we have these little patty cake baker man, as you say, these absolute demons. I mean, our good friend said this. I mean, I was so shocked. My parents would run out screaming from Tom. Things are so biblical. As Tom would say, prophecy is absolutely on fire in the world. That blood on the altar. I mean, this isn't just the goats from the sheep. Steve, this is the sheep from the sheep. And I said the other day to you, the reactor rods are imploding. We're getting primed for a cataclysmic, epic proportion event where, as you alluded to, we're on the cusp of World War III. We've got banksters, meltdowns, Wells Fargo, I don't know what they're doing. I just got a really weird letter from my disgusting bank that I it was the only one I could get in California at the time when I lived there. I mean, people are one check away from abject homelessness. Meanwhile, lettuce in my hometown is $7. Gas is 5 bucks since Beijing Biden took office. Erosion of the middle class, morality circling the toilet bowl, our free speech. Can you spell Pravda Stasi level Trudeau? Look at the what he's doing i mean not only is he killing you i've got that up on the screen that they'll just give you a quick needle if you're feeling depressed this is horrifying coming soon to a town near you in america i am banned by the five big banksters that's royal bank bank of montreal cibc toronto dominion i'm red flagged by every big bank in canada i have one little well they're not even really a credit union uh, but i'm on my last wheel because of my content and do you know when i was at the truckers convoy steve this is important for people to understand not only are banks closing but steve i'm not kidding i am literally have a letter from every bank and this is their narrative it's not you sheila it's us our diversity policies do not align and we're unable to meet your banking needs in other words i mean steve every single thing nowadays is online i mean people send me a check in the mail it takes me 20 days before the thing goes this is huge and here's another bombshell i'm banned off every christian media platform in the united states and canada like the big ones trinity broadcasting cbn you know this isn't just coming this is here now now earlier i posted i'm on the air with steve with 
that's your question. And I do have a question from Carson. He says, does Steve think, just sort of I took a snapshot of what a lot of questions were, does Steve think that we're getting prepped for the mark of the beast with how fast the cashless society is rolling out? I got about five of those. Does Steve think that we'll be EMP'd first or tactically nuked? So that was a big question from a lot. Um, I know that's a lot, but I'll throw it back to you and take no, a No, I can't handle. Listen, that's not, can I say this? That's just the launch pad for today's show. Uh, absolutely, the technology of the beast is here. We just had Yuval Noah Harari, son of Satan, too, making the announcement that it's not going to be on the skin, it's going to be under the skin. Yes, yes. You go and look up the Greek word, was it Shagram, uh, for the mark of the beast. The beast system is being built ahead of time. So the beast himself, the literal antichrist, the word anti means in place of Jesus Christ. And you know, Sheila, this is interesting. I was praying, I don't know, maybe months ago, maybe a half a year ago, half, you know, that long ago. And again, what just absolutely uh, overwhelmed my uh, senses with the presence of the Lord was God saying, Steve, you must speak to the evil spirits behind the seduction and deception of those who claim to know me, or they will perish. And, and you know, here's the problem. Look, you know, I've been called fear monger, fear porn, peer, uh, porn purveyor, every single accusation. But, you know, what's interesting, Sheila, when there's a 35-year track record, like when I said the two most precious commodities in the world in the time period leading up to the second coming of Jesus Christ will be fresh water and edible food. Yes. Literally you did say now. that. It was on my show. I've got proof. <laughs> yep. And so, so what I'm saying to everyone is this. Jesus said, if you don't believe me for the words I speak, believe me for the works I do. Well, he had a hard time with that, too. You know, there's a scripture I've been quoting, and I've been holding God to this, meaning holding God, saying, Lord, you said your young men will be willing in the day of your power. Almighty God, move in your young men's lives. Move in everyone's lives. Give them a transformational encounter with Jesus Christ. You know, again, I was literally in the shower, and I think in the shower, believe it or not, I actually shut up and think and listen to God there. So, and I just say, Lord, and uh, this time I was, I don't know, I, you know, I'm all over the place in my brain, ancient history, contemporary, you know, all the stuff I deal with. And the Lord asked me this question, how many of my people take me seriously? This is, this is breaking into a thought that had nothing to do with what I was thinking about. And he broke into my thinking, and I always know it's the Lord when he breaks into my thinking, because I'm not trying to rationalize, deal, or do anything, you know, except call upon God for his mercy. And the thing that was amazing to me is when he posed this question, how many of my people take me seriously, Steve, when I say in my word, if they don't confess me before men, I won't confess them before my Father, which is in heaven, oh, about yes. God the Father. I, instead of trying to get an argument with, and I'm kidding now, just I want people to understand, I'm being facetious on this statement. When I didn't have anything to say back to the Lord, except this is my exact words, I didn't want to say, well, Lord, the population of the planet is now. No, I just said, Lord, if you're asking me that question, I got to say this, not many. And that was my wow. response. 
And I'm sorry, but here's the thing. I make no apologies for warning people of what's to come. But the critical part about that, and we'll go back to what you're saying, is I also remember you 10 years ago saying on my show, because I remember these little nuggets in my head. You said you were showering, I think, and I'll never forget this because I think I fell on the chair. I was laughing, but it's not funny. You said to the Lord, Lord, your people are such jackals. They're calling me this and that, and the jackals, the hyenas, the, you know, fill in the blank. And then he said, who said they were my people? (laughs) So I never forgot that. Yeah, and and the actual words the Lord spoke to me, and that's the theme, but he said, what makes you think they're my people? Well, they claim to be claimants, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years, and as people say, well, how's your walk been with the Lord? I said, listen, I've stumbled, I've fallen, I've rolled uphill, I've rolled downhill, I've tumbled to the right, tumbled to the left. I'm not talking about sin, I'm just talking about tripping over life. And I don't mean tripping, taking hallucinogens, okay? And God, you know, we, though we fall, he lifts us up. But again, it's critical for people to understand this. We have a responsibility. We have an accountability. And this is something I want people to understand. Take this to the Lord in prayer. You know, Sheila, since I started, and I know I'm talking fast, but since I started on shortwave radio and all that stuff, you know, 40 years ago, the bottom line is, is that the accountability and responsibility is the are the two uh, most abandoned thought processes in modern Christianity, contemporary Christianity. People do not want to recognize they will be held accountable. People do not recognize they will be responsible for what they did and also what they didn't do. And so, you know, again, this is why people want someone else to make decisions for them. But there's no one who can make a decision of eternal life and eternal damnation except the recipient who is given that choice. And the scripture is it's given a man once to die and once to judgment. And so it's it's imperative that if you're discerning, ask the person to pray with you. And then the next thing the Lord said, Steve, see how they speak of me. And this is because I said, God, I can't get any dumber in the realm of sermon help. And that's a true statement, okay? And the point is, is that it's true. I think back on failures of people I've been, quote, in uh, uh, relationships with, and I don't mean, I mean, you know, just friendships. I did all the praying. I go, now that's really smart, isn't it? So I think God just, in his merciful, wonderful way, said, I'll show you how to do it right, okay? And so he did. And notice, and then the Lord said to me, Steve, notice how tenderly they speak of me or notice that they don't speak of me. Think about that. You think back. Everybody, ah, you know, they've yelled, they've screamed, they, you know, whatever. And, but if you see the people that love Jesus and they're not ashamed of Jesus, Jesus, they confess Jesus and they walk righteousness. This is a key. You can't be shacked up and claim that, you know, Jesus loves me, this I know. And the girl I'm next to, I took her to the show. We have to live right. We have to repent. The most Avoided word in Christianity is repentance. The second one is resurrection. Listen, people are now arguing. I'm sure you're seeing it online too, Sheila. Should we be dealing with the rapture or Armageddon? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you something. Rapture is not the same as resurrection. Rapture is a process. I believe in the pre-wrath rapture of the church. I believe the church is going through the tribulation until the end of the tribulation when Jesus himself descends in the clouds and, and we're raised up to be with him. Now, why is that important? Because the neutrality 
of the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture has, in essence, emasculated and strangulated the Christian's outreach to a world that's perishing. Wow. Yeah. And we've gotten to the point of, I forget the other word I just used, and sometimes you guys, when I get in a roll, I got to tell you, this isn't scripted, obviously. The point is, is that we have been neutralized, neutralized and neutered. And that's why I came up with the word meow men, okay? Meow men oh are, uh, you know, the other word that seems to be so offensive is the word that comes in front of cat. That starts with a P and ends with a Y. Well, men are pussies, let's face it. I'll just say it for us. I'm what? sorry, but I grew I grew up in an era where men were men, and they drank whiskey and smoked cigars, and I don't judge that. But I'll tell you what, we need some Marlboro men wartime guys that'll call out the pussies for being a pussy. Like, Steve, I don't need some skinny jean fog machines, smoke machines, and water baptisms, and a clown show with the naked cowboy. I mean, we need some real fire and brimstone, let's face it, Lankford style. At least he's willing to stand for something. I mean, not everybody liked the post-trib and the pre-trib. And I'm, it's so funny I brought that up because people used to relegate me to the depths of the damned. And those were the good ones. It's like, oh my God, she led Chuck Missler on. I think she's mid-trib. Is she post-trib or pre-trib? What difference does it make? Why don't we just be ready for when Jesus comes? I mean, we're so focused on the end times. We're we're not living in the present time to get right with God, repent and make sure that our walk is coming. You know, look at we've got in the headlines with we've got depopulationists and we've got people dropping dead. I mean, dying suddenly seems to be the new buzzword of the last three years. Steve, tell me that I'm full of it. When I look at things like the Deagle Report, we've been talking about that for decades. I mean, nobody wants to talk about Agenda 21, or which is now conveniently Agenda 2030. I guess they bumped it nine years. But, you know, when I wrote Green Gospel, you said, Sheila said there's a this group of soulless pagans that are hell-bent on depopulation. Well, you said I was being too nice. These are devils, Steve, and this not a political problem. This is a spiritual problem. When you look around and you look at these reactor rods, I mean, how can we keep up with the headlines? Everything is coalescing. It's converging. And you're right. We are flat out at the end terminated your xenogenesis. 35-year track record. You heard it yourself. Steve, if you could get the word out, what's really important? for people really you know because we say things like it's important to get your house in order but 35 year track record i mean you if that's not prophetic i don't know what is elijah but i mean we're at the showdown with the prophets of Baal 2.0 here well i believe it's later than most people think and i believe that in essence ladies and gentlemen if somebody said why do you have such big bags under your eyes i said because i'm packing for a long hike for what's coming up, you know. I said, by the way, they're not bags or steamer trunks. I do not get much sleep. That's not a woe is me. It's just a statement. Because oh, I don't either. Maybe four hours a night. Yeah. Listen, I get people all the time bitching and complaining about, why did you link to this article that isn't pro-Israel? Because, ladies and gentlemen, the Israel that is, if you don't see what's going on, is not the Israel of God. It's the Khazars, the Mafia, the Talmudic followers of the Talmud, which, by the way, hate Christians. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me make it clear to everyone. You cannot just accept something because you've been told it. Same thing with what you're hearing from me, 
Sheila, whoever, you need to take it to the Lord in prayer. And because people don't read their Bibles, people don't know their Bibles, they don't understand the character of God, they don't understand the end time. And anybody who denies prophecy, listen to me, if you go to a church where the puke in the pulpit won't preach on prophecy, run for your lives because Jesus, the Bible says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. They sure won't speak of Jesus, but they'll sure tell you, now, brothers and sisters, I want you just to lay your needs upon the altar. Now, for $777, I guarantee you, $7,700, 10 times blessing. The sheep are being sheared. They don't understand. There's, they're naked. There's no more sheep food. The shepherd doesn't care. He's just going to say, ah, feed them to the wolves. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time that we grow up. If we're men, we need to man up. And by the way, the chemical emasculation of the human male has been taking place since the introduction of birth control pills. The xeno, and nobody else said this, by the way, or excreted pharmaceuticals, nobody. Xenoestrogens, okay? For instance, plastics have xeno, X-E-N-O, estrogens, female hormones, okay? And the birth control pills, when, uh, you know, when people that were on birth control pills were going potty, they, and that's, that's, you know, I don't want to be naughty when they were going potty, the, the, <laughs> that, that their, their waste went into the municipal water uh, purification, but they can't filter out that stuff. So you've got a bunch of estrogen, estrogenated males who have lost their cojones. They or have soy lost, boys, we yeah, could just call them that. Yes, they have lost their uh, their their sperm count would we would call them illiterate sperm. Okay, they couldn't even graduate from first grade. I mean, the count of of male virility in the West was all by design. I remember hearing one of the uh, uh, Muslim mullahs, and I actually agreed with what he said. He said, "With our women, we will defeat you." We're not sterile. He didn't use the word sterile. He said, we're virile. You're not. You in the West have lost your ability to reproduce uh, yourselves, and we will displace you. That, that, that's not the exact, that he, that's exact meaning, but those aren't the exact words. So then from xenoestrogens, we moved to plastic bottle water in gyms. Everything that comes in plastic bottles, water, drinks, blah, blah, blah. But Steve, what about soy? Like the kids in the 60s, the nurses were telling women to, oh, forget about breastfeeding, which is a God's given, you know, thing for children. They were feeding them soy. And let's not forget that a lot of them, we had what came out with Johnson & Johnson formula. Oh, it was a formula straight out of the pit of hell. Well, of course. Let me tell you what. Someone says, well, are you in favor of breastfeeding or formula? I said, listen, the only formula that was introduced was, again, the designed implementation of sterility in the generations. And, and Sheila, I don't think people understand this. I'm not kidding. I'm the first, I believe. When I say this, it's not bragging. It's to put a time marker on when the statement was made. Genetic Armageddon, today's technology, tomorrow's monsters. Uh, terminated, the man, uh, I'm sorry, terminated, the end of man is here. And, and I want to tell your listeners, I have, I've chosen because of the lateness of the hour, none of my books are going to be printed from this point forward. None of them. And some of those things are by other statements and some of the prices I'm seeing on eBay, you know. Oh, yeah. 
They're going for a thousand bucks. So please, ladies and gentlemen, you can go on my website, stevequail.com, and and look at the books and products. And uh, I mean, some of the titles were out. My my True Legends book, which is one of the hallmarks. Uh, my Genesis Six Giants book. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, those of you, I mean, I have. Uh, measured Sheila literally and some of these things have maybe three four dozen left and they used to keep stocks of a couple thousand it's because of the lateness of the hour and I want to say this I no longer use that cliche without further definition the madness of the minute the sin of the second Russia can launch now let me get into World War three because I know we only got so much time well, okay, before War you get into World War three I just want to throw this out there at the end of the program we're going to have a book giveaway, I decided, Steve, and I want to do a bundle. Like your goal, like if people want to get gold, because that's important, and we'll get into whatever you want to plug at the sure, end. Sure, and I think the most important thing that I've done, and it's the culmination of all the years of writing, researching, uh, producing documentaries, uh, having conferences, is the, the new uh, Unearthing Alien Artifacts. Uh, I think it's six hours, uh, four hours in the field. Uh, Two hours of the interview with Jesse G, who is Gen 6's uh, director of antiquity in Mexico. He's Mexican national. Uh, obviously, Daniel Holdings, a tremendously gifted writer. He wrote the script and me laying out the uh, understanding there's a difference between a demon, which is a disembodied spirit, a fallen angel, which is not a demon, and the giants. And I'll make it easy. Fallen angels mean there is one-third of the quantity of angels in heaven that chose to rebel and go with Lucifer and his plan. 200 of those fallen angels came to earth at Mount Hermon and had sex with earth women. And that 200 of the fallen angels produced mighty men of renown. They had offspring that were not all human, not all fallen angels, but hybrids. For instance, like Goliath. When those hybrid spirits died, composite, half fallen angel, half earth, those things became the giants upon the earth. And unless somebody really understands this, it's the basis of all spiritual warfare. It's the basis of the origin of demons. It's the basis of Ephesians 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And so, in essence, Genesis 6 the fourth chapter, Numbers 13.33, the only two times in the Old Testament where the word Nephilim is used. It's translated giants, but more correctly, it should be those who descend from the giants. After Numbers 13.33, all those hard-to-pronounce names forward in the Old Testament, Zamzamines and all of the... Uh, <laughs> All of the tribes, the uh, groups of people that the promised land that Joshua and Caleb had to go and take and the, the living God drove out before them, they were to slay men, women, and children. Now, a lot of people said, what kind of a God would destroy men, women, and children? One that knows that these aren't normal humans. Every one of those people groups, those tribal groups, are all hybrid groups. When you go to the book of Genesis, everything that God created, Sheila, was after its likeness and kind. So the thing that is critical for people to understand is we're going back to the same series of events, only we're doing it now instead of sex with foreign they're doing it in a laboratory. And what's important is Jesus made this statement, the most wonderful time sequence indicator, in my opinion, in the New Testament, you know, just as in the days of Noah. 
or just as in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, what's significant about that, and I wrote this in Technogeddon, and again, I want to, we're going to talk a little bit more about this giveaway. Steve just mentioned, folks, Zamzamin, the Raphaim, the Nephilim, the Zamzamin, the, the Hebrew meanings when you get into the extra-biblical books, the Patriarch Jared refers to these things that we're talking about, Peter, Jesus Christ himself references Enoch, so it's important, this is not a book plug, Steve, this is years and years of research, and I want people that say, oh, you know, selling book packages, well, you know what, you go out and get your Joel Osteen every day is a Friday, I would rather invest in little creatures and I mean, when I looked at that book, we did shows on this, and I'll link all Steve and I's shows, especially how the Nazis won World War II. A lot of people go, wait, what did you just say? And, like, Steve, the amount of information that's in these books, and you were the one that just said, ye shall be as gods. What is Ray Kurzweil? This frightening headline up on the screen, Ray Kurzweil wants to communicate with the dead. And he's a Google, I mean, we've talked about him over a decade ago, the Kurzweils and this nightmarish transhumanism 2.0. Transhumanism, people don't even, 95% of Christians don't even know what that means. And I asked the Lord when I wrote, because uh, I was writing a chapter on Xenobots, which people, I mean, techno didn't get a lot of traction. It is now. But listen, Steve, Xenobots, X-E-N-O bots, and I'll put the article up. I mean, these the hideous things that they're doing with artificial intelligence, the fact that it's clashing with eschatology. You wrote all about this for years. This is so important because as the days of Noah, what was the significant thing? It was so corrupt that God wiped it out. And that's the piece where we're at now. That's why this is important, Steve, because we're there again. You know, transhumanism, when I asked the Lord, I said, what really is your word for this? And several weeks later, this dropped in my spirit. Transitioning away, Sheila, from being a human being. Well, what did you talk about? Slaughterbots, sex bots, Autobots, you know, roll out Autobots. This is not funny. This We talked about these sex bots 10 years ago. I mean, people were, I don't want to be crude, but there's actually robot company Dynacorp that came out with a pedophile, a kid doll that's 10 years old for these Namblet grossos. I mean, Steve, this is this, this is defilement at it. It's vile. Look at the headline I sent you the other day with the WEF, pedophilia. That's that's just a choice now, Steve. I mean, this we're, we're circling the toilet bowl here. I think it's worse than that. I think we're swimming in the sewers inviting everybody else to jump in with us as a nation. I believe that the pedophiles are the ultimate contempt in God's eyes. And by the way, you know, Yuval Noah Harari is outspoken in his statements on destroying the human race. And by the way, on AI, Sheila, this is something people need to know. What Sheila mentioned earlier about being debanked is going to happen to everyone who's a Christian or who's a follower of Jesus Christ or is a political conservative or is anyway firearms related or prep items related. Sheila, I talked to someone who's relative, I can't even define the relative, I'd say it would be a giveaway, is one of the most famous designers of AI in the world, okay? Now understand, I'm talking to a sibling. And what's running in the deep background 
is every purchase you make at any of the Shamway stores, of the China Marts, of the put a target on your forehead, all those, you know, if you're using any type of a credit card or any type of a membership card as Costco no any longer, you know, it all goes into a data bank. Costco is the same thing. Costco just raised their prices 70% across the board. Wow. Yeah, so let me share this. I have to be right. And Somebody said, well, why do you always have to be right? Because in research, I have to be able to document it. I say, go look up Costco, price increase. Well, gee, you were right. Well, if you haven't listened, you probably wouldn't have done it. And if people don't start acting proactively for their own well-being, their own family's safety, and their own family's protection, they're going to die. Sheila, let me say this. God was not kidding. And Lord, I apologize. I don't mean to put that in anthropomorphic human terms. But the bottom line is, it's deny you die, okay? If you comply, you die. And godly, and here's a really, really important statement. Godly defiance triumphs over satanic compliance. Godly defiance triumphs over satanic compliance. I'll give you a good example. When when COVID hit, I never changed my tune. I said, this is a bioweapon that's been released. Uh, you know, I used terms. It was specifically designed to kill specific groups of people based on their gene structures. Let's take it the next step. People just didn't want to believe that. But Christians... I, and this is true. I know this from a friend of mine in Texas. Christians literally were having prayer meetings, women, and I'm sorry, that sounds like disgusting, which it is, praying that they would be first in line to get the vaccine. What about the scripture? I know we're just doing sound only. Woe unto them that lean on the arm of flesh, okay? Where is the lack of understanding, and it's from the puke pits, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost? If any man be in Christ Jesus, behold, all things have passed away, all things have become new. So you mean to tell me, and a lot of Christians went to glory if they were really believers because they died. And they died because they failed, now listen to this, communion. They failed to discern the Lord's body. And, and again, as somebody who, who you know, has written on biowarfare, one of my very first books, one of the most prominent books I ever did was Breathe No Evil, you know? And that book uh, was discussing uh, biological and chemical warfare before either one of those words went public. And I made a statement, I think, which launched me on my radio escapades uh, on maybe coast to coast. Uh, but I said within two weeks, blah, 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 there'll be a major biological weapons release in a major capital city of the world. It'll change the history of the world forever from that point on. Uh, two weeks later, we had the Aum Shinrikyo cult release of sarin nerve gas in the Tokyo subway. Well, I, God never gave me Tokyo subway. He did give me there would be a bio or chemical release. It was a chemical weapon. Sarin nerve gas is a chemical weapon. And so, you know, what I'm trying to tell people is this. You're watching the intentional takeover and takedown of the United States of America and Canada. You're watching the absolute abrogation of every constitutional guarantee, and they're going after the guns next. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 ever give up your guns. Look what happened to the, to the 
most supposed safe borders in the world. By the way, that was an inside job in Israel. Somebody very high up in government had to pull all of Israeli border security and surveillance off because there's no place. Even some of the soldiers, I put up interviews on my website of them. People, I, I got an email through a friend of mine who's boots on the ground uh, from one of the actual uh, people that was in charge with the IDF, Israeli Defense Force, saying this is so unusual. Look, we have birds that can't cross the borders. Yet somebody stood them down. And then I want to remind everybody, Israel said this is our 9-11. Hmm, 9-11 was an inside job. 9-11 truly set the world stage for the global dictatorship and the destruction of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the takedown of the entire West. So, isn't it interesting that before this, and this is from an actual border guard, you know, they said the 1st of September they came and got all our weapons on the border. You know, they have like uh, kibbutzes, I guess, small villages, and I've never been to Israel, but the point is there are people there on the ground, and they, there are Christians. A Christian is not a Talmud embracing Jewish person. Jesus talked about the Jews that claim to be Jews and are not. Jesus also spoke of Nathaniel, whom he said, Behold an Israelite in whom there is no guile. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have this uh, interesting paradox, and now it's going to turn into naval docks, and we're at the point, and I don't believe we can, we're no longer at the point of where we could return. We're at the point of no return, and with the AI program, here's what you got to understand. Another shower experience. I should, I should tell people, you know, I should put on a wetsuit and just take a shower. I'll share what the Lord shares in real time. <laughs> Out of the blue, the Lord dropped into my spirit. He said, Steve, have you ever considered AI as alien implant? When God speaks the truth, it's not solo, you know, oh, solo mia. It's the word of the Lord and established with multiple witnesses. In the mouth are two was, or three, amen. Yeah, yep. yeah, but alien implants, okay, the very first Hollywood tell what's going to happen was, believe it or not, the black and white version of the invaders from Mars, where a flying saucer lands. It was redone, you know, in the 70s, but, or 70s or early 80s, but the original black and white version, I think 1956, 57, in that range showed the flying saucer crashing and the Martians taking the town captive and putting implants, Sheila, in the back of their skulls. I encourage everybody to look at that. You can find the, you know, you can find segments of it, the one I'm talking about on YouTube. And Hollywood has always led the way because Hollywood is nothing more than supernatural fallen angels and the majority writing the scripts, okay? And their demon-possessed adherents living it out in real time. And also I want to share something. This is really weird because I told people I had a, a quick vision and I saw the tattoos that people put on their bodies, horrific monsters and all these hideous things, and I saw them coming alive just like the alien movie when the alien bursts out of their, you know, that, uh, that uh, astronaut's chest, okay? That was probably one of the most striking, and I, I don't want anybody to watch if they haven't, but it was one of the most striking nauseating, explosive, yuck yeah, images of any film. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I absolutely do know what you're talking about. Yeah. So here's nauseating. what I'm saying. Those of you who may have gotten that stuff and you can't afford to have laser, take olive oil, virgin olive oil. 
and believe me, and the reason the virgin is, and claim the blood of Jesus, and say, Lord, I just cover this, my tattoos, with the, with the blood of Jesus, and with the anointing oil, and I take dominion over every unclean spirit and evil spirit I invoked when I yielded to those tattoos being placed on my body. And also they can speak a neutralization because God has the ability. I said that about the COVID vaccine. That got me kicked off the Family Talk Christian 131 when I prayed for the people about the Bill Gates jab from hell. That's actually got me kicked off mainstream Christian media, if you can believe that. I couldn't talk about demons. And when you think about the United Nations plot to seize U.S., you have a thing up on the land grab, the gun grab. We've got these environmental Marxists, the net zero cult, this whole EPA. I've writ written about it, spoke about it in Green Gospel. Nobody really gave that book any traction. But I talked about all this stuff a decade ago that was coming out with, you know, these uh, the Green New Deal. Is it green? Is it new? Is it a deal? No. Beijing Biden wants us to go down with the goal of the new world order, which that's why Trudeau Castro said, I really love basic China's dictatorship. I like China's dictatorship. I'll play that clip at the end, Steve. This is not a joke. When the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, says the climate change are going to sign, and by the way, COP28 is coming up in Dubai in December, and they're going to actually sign, get this, Steve, the Ten Commandments. Again, did you hear about, uh, it's called North America's Commitment to Earth Worship. Morris Strong did it back at the Rio Summit in 92. All these EV vehicles straight out of the pit of hell, mining cobalt in countries. They blow up. By the way, carbon neutral is a fraud. CO2 is plant food. I guess they don't know much about plant but, food, but, but, demonizing but, but, it. Yeah, let's just hit it where it is. Carbon footprint, eliminating the carbon footprint is eliminating carbon, carboniferous life forms. That's human being. Let me yeah. just say this because I, I don't want to lose this thought. The thing is, is that we're now seeing, I believe, the present General Motors just put the end to General Motors' entire EV electric vehicles production. GM is sitting on 91,000 unsaleable EVs, okay? $17 and change, okay, per gallon. But the battery, Steve, is $50,000 in an electric vehicle. Do people know you have to pay in carbon credits when you buy a Tesla? These things take an hour to charge to go, what, 50 miles? They break down. This is the biggest scam that ever hit, let alone $17. My friend sent me from a Florida GM dealership on his Chevy Volt. I've got it up on the screen. $70,000 for a battery. Another guy was charged 36. I vetted this. I phoned the dealership. This is the science fiction. And Biden said just two days ago, we're phasing out the gas-powered motor. That's their goal. Well, the good news is he'll be dead soon. And I'm saying that in the context of this, not a threat, but now he's gone against too many people and messing with too many plans. Look, everybody's got to understand all he is is the external latex figure that goes on somebody else's hand. And we know from the statements made from the abomination of desolation and his words, America's the greatest nation to uh, greatest nation to ever exist and we're going to change all that. Remember also, Sheila, his 
his famous statement was, America's no longer a Christian nation. Duh. And I, I forgot one of the things I wanted to say. When Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, everybody's listening to this program, even those that are mock and scoff and then go do things they need to repent of before they get to them. But the bottom line is, is that when he said, Satan, get thee behind me, Jesus was telling us an amazing truth, like everything. But the bottom line is, it means follow after me. When you speak, when I speak, whatever we do that God gives us grace and leads us to in obedience, when we speak, there's a given time period where God will give, I guess, a time out from the devil. But when that time is fulfilled, people can respond and repent, or they can basically mock and they can continue their descent into eternal damnation. This is really a critical picture. That's the parable of the different seed that falls on the different ground, you know? And, and again, I, I, here's the problem with, with contemporary uh, Christian claimants. They do not know the power of God. The power of God's in his word. And the problem is, is that the kingdom of Satan and the power of darkness has real power. It's occult power. It's hidden power, but it's real nevertheless. And rather than confront it in the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit, in essence doing the same thing Moses did when Pharaoh's magicians could only duplicate Moses' staff and the Pharaoh's magicians could turn their staffs into snakes or whatever they were holding. But the deal is, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible, what's interesting is Moses' staff turned into a bigger snake which devoured the other ones. So I, what I'm telling people is you have space to repent. And ladies and gentlemen, when the first nukes go off, and I'm on record, I want to make it clear, Sheila, I'm not talking about something down the line. I'm talking about something that could be as certain as 30 days from now, if not sooner. The first tactical nuke goes off in uh, Gaza. The, the first tactical nuke goes off in Lebanon, southern Lebanon. The first nuke that goes off, the world changes forever. And again, the United States, this is from a nuclear launch commander, he said, Steve, we can't get our birds up in the air missiles. He said, five to seven minutes, and who knows with these guys. By the way, the guy's retired, so there's no point in trying to find out who it is. But the point is, is that President Putin, in my opinion, will go down in history as one of the greatest military leaders in history because, in essence, he warned, he warned, he demonstrated the Kinzhal hypersonic missiles. We don't have any hypersonic weapons. But guess what, Sheila? You know, North Korea does. Guess what? Iran does. Guess what? China does. India does. Meaning they all have hypersonic missiles. The United States took the path of most graph and corruption in their mill industrial complex. In other words, the F-35, look at the true cost of that. And it still can't fly in lightning storms. Well, how about nuclear airbursts? where there's the largest electromagnetic pulses that can be generated are in nuclear atmospheric detonations. So what I'm saying is this, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's pause things right there, Steve. Wow, what an incredible fast-paced first hour. You think the first half was good. Steve is going to make a never-before-made prediction, and we've got lots of bombshells on the other side. Back after the break. Since before the pharaohs, man has tried to become like gods. In the pursuit of immortality, technology is now paving the way for godhood possibilities. In with the new and out with the old. The dawn of a new species. A struggle for survival. 
in danger of becoming extinct, and is there a way out? In her newest book, Sheila Zolinsky describes her vision of a post-human Promethean future that threatens man's very existence. Technogeddon, the coming human extinction. Hi folks, welcome back after the break. And again, I apologize, uh, I have a sound headset that is not the greatest, but when I come back in the new year, I'm going to assure you the sound will be a lot better. And folks, just remember right now, end of year giving is a really important time to ensure that this ministry comes out of the shoots in 2024. It's been a rough year, to say the least. Of course, the pandemic didn't help all that, but I'm asking people to step up today and sow into the ministry that God's entrusted me with. This is a really powerful end time ministry that really wages war on the demons and the dark occult. I've always seen myself as waging war on the enemy and for 15 years full-time ministry, that's what I've tried to do is bring you the best shows, best guests for the end time remnant, really equipping the body of Christ in these horrifically challenging last days. And that's what this ministry is all about. So would you please give your most generous end of year donation by going to giving. You'll see it up on your screen over there at SheilaZelensky.com and we've made it really, really easy for you to do that. We have Cash App, we have Venmo, we have Zelle, PayPal, and we even have snail mail. Unfortunately, we are not able to take U.S. money orders because I'm in Canada, but international money orders are accepted. Patron is always great because then you commit to a monthly amount and it's easier to budget when you kind of know where things are at when there's a monthly commitment, which you can do a reoccurring as well on PayPal. There's also snail mail. You can send check or money order. Check or money order can be made out to Sheila Zelinsky Ministries or just Sheila Zelinsky is fine, P.O. Box 701, Manning, Alberta, that's M-A-N-N-I-N-G, Alberta, Canada, and our postal code is T-0-H-2-M-O, Tango, Zero, Hotel, Two, Mike, Zero. And I thank you all for an amazing year. Folks, make sure you get a copy of Power Prayers, Warfare That Works. Lastly, I'm re- putting together SWAT prayer team. That's special weapons and tactical force. And I'll tell you what, Craig Sawman Sawyer, a real Navy SEAL Dev Group SEAL Team 6 is going to be involved in that tactical team. And this is going to be powerful. And we're going to do be doing some teaching in the new year, our spiritual warfare workshops, 101 and 201. Myself, Mulkies, and Joseph Chazinski, along with guests, are going to be bringing you some incredible spiritual spiritual warfare and deliverance workshops. School of Deliverance 101 and 201, it's going to be powerful. So you want to stay in the loop. On the front page, you can see subscribe to Sheila's news updates. We try to get one out every week. Well, listen, the first half was amazing. Let's jump into the second half of the show. Here we continue with the one and only Steve Quell. Everything that people think America has, including its freedom, no longer exists. That's a joke. There's no liberty. There's no justice. There's no equal justice under the law. And now we're at a point where the entity, a human person, possessed, literally controlled, infiltrated, 
taken over by a demon, an evil spirit, and on some occasions, Satan himself. And obviously, the scripture teaches, we know that Judas, Satan entered into him when he betrayed Jesus. We know that Satan himself will enter into the Antichrist. We know that from the word of God. So, where am I bringing us to? It's not yours. And, and I gotta say something. Scary times. What is scary times? Is that some kind of a bastardized version of the LA Times, the New York Times, or the Slime Times? No, it's not scary. It's designed. You know, look, here's the deal. We all deal with fears. Every one of us has got fears. But David, King David, the ultimate warrior, the ultimate shepherd, the ultimate lover of God, said, Blessed be the name of the Lord who delivers me from all my fears. And that's what we've got to understand, everybody. It's going to be a fearful, a tearful, and a terrifying time. And the point is, is that only casting all our fears upon him, and that's not just, you know, quick and easy Christianity 101. It's a principle. If we have not been given the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind, then the word of God stands true and faithful forever, then we really can say to the Lord, Lord, I cast my fear up, name the fear, give it to the Lord, and then thank him for his victory in your life over that fear. That's what it means to cast your fear upon him because he cares for you. Every one of us is going to be confronted by things we've never seen before, by things we've never heard before, by things we've never encountered before, and the only one who can deliver us from impossible situations, and they're going to come on all of us, is the living God who states, with men, these things aren't possible, but with God, all things are possible. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. By the way, I wrote the introduction to Blood on the Altar. I told Tom Horn uh, when he was still with us, uh, I said, Tom, that's going to come to pass as surely as I wrote it. I said, there's two wars coming on the family of faith and within the family of faith. And ladies and gentlemen, there are husbands leaving their wives over silly stuff like uh, the election. People are leaving their commitments to God because the devil hates marriage and he hates human reproduction more than anything. And that's why you see the defilement of it and that's why you see the Bill Gates of hell. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look, I mean, I did 20 years of programs with him, I know Sheila you did, that in retrospect were some of the most foresightful and insightful and important things. I can't tell you how many people find Tom Horn, Steve Cole interviews, this is to the glory of God, Jesus sent them out two by two, and God put us together on the radio and on podcasts and on broadcasts and in conferences. I don't believe a man was ever gifted with the communication skills, the complete recall, and the absolute love. If people don't know anything about Tom Horn, look up his Whispering Pony Ranch, where they take out kids out of the inner cities who have been sexually traumatized and horrifically abused, and they, they, they take them for a week to 10 days, and they, they adopt a pony, and they learn how to care for the pony. And those ponies, that Whispering Pony Ranch, you can go on Skywatch, tv.com and again you know here's the deal i miss him obviously i've watched three people incredibly important in my life go to be with the lord you know and obviously tom being the latest obviously russ Dizdar. we're watching so many of what i would call 
I'm calling the foundation stones of end time reality. That's not flattery. It's just the truth. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't mean to, I'm never exaggerating, but it took me, I, I was on oxygen for 100 days at home after COVID, you know, and I did not take the vaccination. I did not take the boosters, nor would I, but I had a special gift sent to me by two real black helicopters. They were Blackhawks, treetop level, over my house, hovering. My wife, I was I was in the shower and my house was rattling and you know, I don't want to run out naked. But the point is is that she said, Boy, they had these really strange lights they were shining in our house, you know? And and I gotta tell you something. After that I came down and if it wouldn't have been for God's people praying for me, I would have died. And it had my wife not come to my aid. I mean, they would have left me in the hospital. The very first thing they wanted to do when I went in and met Dr. Mengele's great-great-granddaughter in the emergency room is shoot me with remdesivir and intubate me. I was a little out of it, but boy, I, the first thing I said is I do not want to be resuscitated. I do not want to have any assisted breathing. I made it clear, and she got so mad at me. And again, the thing is, is that, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that my health advocate, you know, and stuff. She's very discerning. And so I was in the hospital one night. I knew if I stayed, I knew if I stayed, I was going to die. And I was really sick. In order to recover from COVID, I had to, there were extraordinary measures that were taken to keep me going. Can I ask you this personally? Did you ever take ivermectin? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I couldn't get it in Canada, but people were sending so many themes. Please ask Steve this. Please ask Steve this. What is the bottom line for all those people hanging on to their seats? Things are getting real. What's really, really important? If I'm going to hand you the mic and you throw it back to me when you're ready. Okay, Doc. Well, first of all, thank you, Sheila. And let me let me say this: the most important decision that any of us will be confronted with, with right now is where do we stand with Jesus. Second most important decision is: do you want to continue to live in sin or do you want to repent? For the record, unbelief is sin. For the record, doubt is sin. And we always think of sin only in the sexual realm. But, and you must understand this. Pray that God would give you the spirit of understanding and wisdom. The word of God is very clear. If any man lacks wisdom or woman, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously and never holds out. In other words, God's not a cheapskate with wisdom. Proverbs chapter 8, Jesus is the wisdom of the, of the, the Godhead. And it I don't know which passage in 1 Corinthians or whatever, but it says that Jesus has made, been made the wisdom of God to us. So, wisdom is critical. We can have all the knowledge in the world. We can have all the facts in the world. But when we don't have Jesus, we don't have anything. And I want to share with people, I never believed there was a hell. Even when I got saved and I met Jesus face-to-face in the flesh, he gave me a panorama of history. This is my testimony. People have heard it for, you know, 30 years. But the point that was critical, the point that was so uh, amazing to me was the love of God when I looked into his eyes and he looked into my eyes. One minute, I'm the president of, uh, of one of the most pagan fraternities on Montana State University, and next minute, I'm accepting Jesus as Lord, and Jesus appeared to me, and he shared with me in a panorama of history what was going to be taking place, and then he said, 
I'm only going to release the events to you as they're shortly to come to pass. Daniel Holdings, it's an important book. We have them in stock. Midnight Strikes, Judgment Unleashed. I did not write the book. He interviewed me on all the things over decades. And some of the stuff, Sheila, in that book, Midnight Strikes, I held those in my heart for 20 years and never spoke them. Wow. Because in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah, when God told him to go into the city and, and basically take a look at the damage, the destruction, he said, neither told I any man what God had put within my heart to do. The most important the point of that statement is this. Too many Christians whom God has given wonderful words of uh, direction, of uh, faith, and understanding, they go and ask some uh, carnal friend, and usually it's carnal friend, that basically, well, what do you think? The Lord spoke this. And you know what the first thing is? The, the carnal friend tries to abort the word of God given in faith to the person who's seeking it because they're jealous. Well, why would God speak to them and not to me? Well, I can only tell you this, as one who was blessed to see Jesus, not God the Father, no man has seen God the Father, and right. one who's looked into the eyes of Jesus, he gave me a Joseph's ministry, and he told me, and this is very cool, I didn't know anything, and, and he told me, I know him in a very real way through his word. Well, you guys, I didn't know anything about the Bible, I just knew. So when I'm on my face, you know, the glorious presence of the Lord Jesus Christ comes in, and literally, I couldn't get, I, he had to lift me up. I fell at his feet as one dead. And when I looked in the eyes, I said, Lord, who are you? And he said, I'm Jesus, your Savior. That's how stupid, or blind, whatever. But the word of the Lord stands forever. Look, people have special callings, but that does not make them special. I tell people, I'm not special. I'm called, and I want to be obedient. And if God will do this for me, what will he do for everyone if they just realize that the scripture is clear? God's infinite, so therefore, uh, more numerous than the sand of the sea, so are God's thoughts towards each and every one of us. And those of us who fixate on our failures, our lack of ability, we're saying that our two thoughts, or our two statements are more powerful than the God of eternity that speaks it into existence. So I'm telling everybody, there's hope in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ from evil spirits and from self-destructive spirits. And we're going to see anybody who will stand in faith, God will bless the stand of faith, but you have to not be ashamed of Jesus. I can only say this, God gives us the grace we need to go through. I couldn't have come out of the COVID. I couldn't have come out of the assassination attempts that have been on my life. I just won't even share them because quite candidly, Jesus said, if I told you earthly things, you believe me not, how can I tell you heavenly things? Seek the Lord tonight and say, Lord, show me what's really going on. And ask the Lord, take the veils and scales off my eyes, take the plugs out of my ears, and grant me, Lord, a hearing heart. They just came out with a study, what, less than a month ago. The heart, the human heart, is really where the basis of everything takes place. In essence, everything comes out of the heart. When we talk about the heart of the matter, the madness of the minute, the sin of the second. Because any second, it can go down. And in 90 seconds, I want everybody to know this, World War III will be the shortest war in history, and it will be cited who the winner is in the first 60 minutes. Are we going to be, is it just food shortages? Is it alien? I mean, we're getting, I'm going to link that show, Satan is Savior, the ultimate Arthur C. Clarke. Are we being primed for the, we're here? I mean, we talked about that a decade ago with Tom Horn. I'll link that below. What are we looking at, Steve Quell? Go ahead. 
Well, I think I think we're being set up for the alien as saviors. That's why I've dedicated, uh, you know, what forty years of my life. The Mexican Expedition DVD. It, it I'll, I'll honor the special price. It's four DVDs at six hours. It is the culmination of four years of expeditions in Mexico. We've established provenance, authenticity, and in essence, the entire UAP, the entire congressional investigation into aliens and UFOs is a contained narrative to absolutely misdirect people from the truth. Look, we, you know, I got tired of, I got tired of haters, some you, you're very familiar with, wanting to claim we faked all this stuff. Three years, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. People, Jesse G, director of antiquities, his story of how God won him to Jesus as being one of the most uh, powerful men in the Mexican mafia, he got saved in prison. And he was listening to, I guess, me. But the bottom line is, is that his testimony, Daniel's testimony, and my testimony, look, the difference between us and, let's say, a very famous big-time television on Netflix that sends and does all the ancient alien stuff and everything, we're about the Holy Spirit giving God's protection direction. I will never apologize for that, okay? Never. And so the thing is, is that our critics, they claim to be Christians, but they do everything that is aimed at undermining the authenticity. Guess what? We give people a four-hour presentation of shovel by shovel, artifact by artifact, this is in real time, and when you've got ground-penetrating radar, LIDAR, all of the most sophisticated technologies locating the artifacts that we found, some going down to nine feet, some going back 9,000 years. By the way, that's before the creation of Adam and Eve. It's mind-boggling. And so what's important, Sheila, is that this DVD series, my guess is it's probably my last because I really do believe that's the lateness of the hour. If I'm wrong, I pray I'm wrong, but what I'm telling people is it will come unto us, the destruction, and the aliens will come as saviors at the point when the Antichrist appears to bring peace on the earth, claiming they created us, then the Antichrist will release all the hidden archaeology, all of the ancient secrets, and claim they've been our benefactors all this time. And you know why that's important, though, Steve, is the setup for, obviously, the Antichrist. This is really serious, what they're doing in Dubai with this United Nations. Of course, we know they're from the pit of hell, this ritual. Give me ears to hear, Lord. I think every one of the people listening need to get on their knees tonight and say, Lord, what would you have me do? Maybe you don't have a platform like Steve Quayle, but Steve, what is, you know, what's some practical things? Grocery store. As I notice, are selling out of things. The, yeah, the let's, shite let's, is let's, hitting the fan. So, yeah. what? What's some practical things? Well, practical things. First thing everybody needs to think about is power. And power. My sponsor, be ready. One two three dot com owned by an amazing woman who has just dedicated her life since I've known her for the last, I don't know, 10 years. She has been the progenitor and uh, basically CEO of Satellite Phone Store. Say that one more time for me. Be ready. B-E-R-E-A-D-Y dot com. Okay. And sat123.com. 
Okay, folks, that's up on your screen. And by the way, um, can you talk just real one minute on why gold, this price, is going nuts? And with silver, can you give us a quick, there's a lot of questions on, should I buy gold? Well, duh, but not talking about 20 bucks, a little silver coin. I'm talking, can you address that for the naysayers, please? Well, sure. Here's the deal for the naysayers. Gold and silver were created by God. The gold of Ophir in the book of Genesis it was good. Everything God creates is good. Any Here's my statement. Anything God created is good. Anything that man uh, manipulates is open to, uh, you know, manipulation and also suspect. So gold is the universal trading commodity since day one. Since day one. There's reason there's value in gold and silver. Is God set the value. It was a just measure. People who have all their net worth tied up in paper, stocks, bonds, bills, T-notes, T-bills, everything that's paper, IOUs, anybody who can't see that the banks are letting off tens of thousands of people collectively, Charles Schwab's just releasing people. Ladies and gentlemen, we are so much in debt, there is so much debt that at some point, force majeure against the American dollar has to be declared. Force majeure will be when the U.S. Treasury says we will no longer accept the fact that U.S. dollars are convertible to anything. Promise. Yeah, but Steve, they're taking, there's gold, they're, the Bank of England just released another digital pound, the cryptos, these other banksters. The gold is what today, as as we're talking, it's what, two, just over 2,000 an ounce, is it? Actually, it just closed at under 2,000 ounce, but just barely there, okay? And silver is disappearing. We're really in trouble with silver, aren't yeah, we? And they, Sheila, people need to understand that silver is the most controlled commodity in the world. Now, who controlled it? Notice ED on the end of controlled it was Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan. Guess what? He just dumped 140, I forget how many, $140 million worth of his, his stock. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you want to talk about a diamond in the rough. If he represents the biggest manipulators and controllers on the planet, which in my opinion he does, my opinion, my opinion is based on being in the precious metals business for 40 years. I know the gold and silver market. The point is, I wrote a book about it. I didn't know where that book is, but investing in precious metals. But the deal that I want people to understand is this. You're going to go to a commodity-based barter system one way or the other. I was explaining it to a guy like this. Let's say gas goes to 10 bucks a gallon. There is no fuel in the strategic petroleum reserve to speak of. There's not enough refining capacity. Uh, the sanctimonious suicide sanctions, the triple S's of the Biden administration at all basically brought the United States to the point of decimation and destruction. Gas goes to $10 a gallon or even $20 a gallon. And you've got silver or gold that has gone up proportionally, you're still ahead of the game. But when the day comes when the American dollars are worth nothing, and by the way, the first mention of Operation Sandman was by us on my show, the Q files, and which is available, Sheila, only by subscription, Q files, and then I have a private briefing that goes out. It's $149 a year. And, and the thing that I want people to understand is gold and silver are the only money that when it's in your hand, it's not pledged to a bank. And if anybody were to pledge it, they'd be stupid. But I would say this. It's the only value that has no counterparty claims to it, okay?
if people understood that there is no $250,000 guarantee by the Federal Reserve on FDIC deposit insurance, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the banks are freaking broke. Essentially, that means that your, your funds aren't, if there's an EMP or a cyber attack or whatever they come up with narrative, that there's no guarantee that it'll just disappear. Is that what you mean? There is no backing for a, a national currency force majeure event where in essence the world says u.s dollars will not be accepted by the way there's a secret agreement called operation sandman where the ones that broke that news i gotta tell you a funny story real quick sandman is when 146 nations will simultaneously on a given day say we will not accept the u.s dollar any longer at that point if they come to the fed window and say we want our money in commodities or whatever there's not enough gold in fort knox whether there's any or not there's not enough commodities to base the redemption so at that point the federal reserve will say we declare force majeure force majeure means we will not honor any of the money's face value and that's not bs that's not scare tactics that's basic banking and the problem is people don't recognize it's already agreed to when vladimir putin the smartest man in my opinion financially in the world at this time put a floor under gold at 50 dollars a gram 32 grams to an ounce he basically re-commoditized gold he set into uh this will drive christians crazy that hate him for no reason and look we're the communist nation. The United States is a completely Marxist communist nation now. Central bank digital currency is kleptocurrency. K-L-E-P-T-O currency. If you don't have power to access your wallet through a computer, you're screwed. If you don't have access to leave the country, to go to a country that's, quote, safe, whether it's, I'm just making this up, Argentina, Switzerland, Portugal, any country you could think of to flee to, you know, if you can't have access to a computer through an EMP, I want to make a clarification to you. EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. EMS is an electromagnetic field or force that an EMF weapon can screw up all communications just as bad as an EMP. So let's say this, the power grid goes down, the communication grid goes down. When the telephone grid goes down, the power grid goes down, the only way you're going to be able to communicate is with either a shortwave radio or you can get a satellite phone. Satellite phones you can get from satphone123.com. You know, look, if you don't have anybody to call, you don't have children, you don't know anybody to call, you don't need a satellite phone. But what you do need is a power bank, a storage generator that you can collect sunlight to basically charge the batteries to run whatever in essence a fridge most people don't understand this the single most important item in your house provided you got food in the fridge is to keep your refrigerator running as long as you can the other thing to remember is this water but again when the grid goes down most people do not have the storage capacity and batteries or the amount of solar collectors to have the ability if you're on a water well to pump water out of the well if you're on a municipal water supply there's nothing you can do the only way you can do it is to have water filtration and if you're buying property please listen to me everybody you don't want 20 acres in arizona's desert with no water you want one acre with originating springs that means they originate on the property or artesian wells or with a well already in and if you're going to have a well on on a property that you own a real piece of property but Sheila, a lot of this stuff is too too late.
Get right with Jesus. If you do not know him as your Lord and Savior, and you're having even a hard time, that God, are you real? I know people that have been won to the Lord by praying a simple prayer out of an honest heart, not out of a mocking or sniper. God, if, you're, if Jesus is real, reveal him to me, please, God. God, if you are real, help. The most important prayer I know, the most powerful prayer I know, is help. Because the Bible says that God is a very present help in the time of trouble. I don't think there's a more important prayer than that. Help. His everlasting presence, his everlasting power, his everlasting provision. And that's the basis of my Jesus, the premise of the promise book, you know. And the, the point is, help is, in my opinion, the most important uh, single word prayer when prayed honestly, even for people that doubt that God is real. And i, I, I got to share this, Sheila. For those of you who don't think you have an outreach, if someone's important to you and you think about them, they're important to God because it's that critical that you, I, we say, Lord, I know so-and-so doesn't know you, but would you please reveal yourself to him? I had a revelation the other day. I'll share this. God said, they're important to you, Steve. They're important to me. Draw my attention to him. It doesn't mean that God doesn't already see him, but, you know, it's interesting that who do we care for the most? And when you start to care about others, things happen in your life. If it's important to you, it's important to me. Would you mind actually just praying for the people out there, please? I think that'd be really powerful. Well, Lord, in everything we are to give thanks, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for taking the veils and scales of people who are fearful right now. They don't know where to turn, Lord Jesus. And God, I ask you that you would absolutely put at bay, hold off, keep from anybody being under the resistance of the devil who's within my voice. Keep them, Lord, in the context of being able to hear the truth. I ask that you reveal yourself, Lord, in a mighty way to those who are honestly seeking you. Lord, you said, though our sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as wool. Lord, you said, come, let us reason together. God, you're asking us to come to you and reason. And Lord, you're the one that said, you, we can be blood drenched with our with the hideous things we've done in life, but when we repent and say, Jesus, I'm sorry, forgive me, and turn from that, or turn from our sin, then God, your word is true that you'll hear from heaven. And Lord, I ask that you would give supernatural protection, provision, and your power, release it in your children's lives who are called by the name of Jesus and our new brothers and sisters. And I would say, Lord, I ask for every person that's listening to this broadcast who's a backslider who thinks i've gone too far no one's gone too far who even makes that statement because lord you said you will hear the cry of not only the righteous but god you are the great shepherd and those who are in need of a physician you are the great physician the ultimate sickness is sin lord so we release the spirit of conviction of sin and we release the spirit of forgiveness and we ask lord that you take the veils and scales off of people's eyes and hearts in jesus name and so be it lord so be it amen um i so be it i agree steve powerful stuff I'm going to give out that information at the end of the show. Steve, from all of us, I want to thank you for coming on on this important broadcast. I've got all your information, folks. SteveQuail.com. This 
is stuff you need to get. Like, he just gave you some really practical things, and there's no political solution, folks, for a spiritual problem. Barely you will hear a message on repentance. Steve, this was an incredible show. Thank you for your time in coming on and all the work you've done in the past four decades. Thank you very much. I speak for all of us. Bye, Steve. Bye-bye.